It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to his name, to declare his loving kindness in the morning and his faithfulness every night. Hallelujah. Good morning. It is Thursday, the 18th of August, 2022. You are tuning to Good Day here on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. We are broadcasting live from Accra, Ghana. I am SNM Tete. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to today's show from brunch to lunch. I am going to be serving you good word, good music and intercession for your edification and upliftment. So as you know, we are in the month of obedience here at Christocentric Station. Our theme scripture verse has been and remains Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. And KJV version says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Uh, we continue to pray that our Heavenly Father will give us hearts that are attentive to Him and obedient to every single one of His commands. In Jesus' name, Amen. Trash, you're doing well this morning. It's Thursday already. The days are going back so quickly. We thank God though, we have life, we are well, we're in our right minds. He provides the grace daily for us to do what we need to do. So whether the days are going really fast <laughs> or they're dragging their feet. Whatever it is, we're grateful to be here. What we don't have control over, we're not going to worry our heads over we thank God who is in charge. He's put the lights in charge to determine the seasons and the days. So we'll leave it at that. On the show this morning, we're going to continue our study of Deuteronomy 28.1. And I'm going to be looking at the sentence, which I command you today, which I command you today. Why is that important? When you go through the book of Deuteronomy and in other books, you see that phrase quite a bit, which I command you today or which I command you this day, some other versions would say. Why does he make emphasis on that? What is he speaking to? We are going to be interrogating that in the second half of the show for our obedience portion today. In this first half, I'm going to be serving you the recap from yesterday. I'm going to be doing scripture reading for today's uh, obedience portion. And then when I am done serving you today's content in the second half, I'm going to wrap up with intercession. So that's what I have for you by way of lineup this morning. I want to get into music now and it's beautiful Jesus by passion. Do stay tuned. I will be right back.
Merci.
Listening to Christocentric Station.
the inducing worship voice of Kim Walker and Jesus Culture. Doing, oh Lord, you're beautiful. It really is beautiful beyond description. If it were physical looks, we would be able to describe it. But of course, it's not. <laughs> that is why it is beyond description. You cannot quite put words to just how beautiful he is in every way possible. Trust that was a blessing to you. Before that, you heard passion doing Jesus. Beautiful Jesus. It is now time for recap. Yesterday, for our obedience portion, we looked at to observe carefully all his commandments. And this is from Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. To observe carefully all of his commandments. So if you're new to the show, we theme our months here at Christocentric Station. And every month, the theme comes with a scripture verse. So this month is obedience and the scripture verse is Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. On good day, we study for the entire month, the theme and the scripture verse for the month. So we start with the theme, then we start taking the scripture verse apart. So as the Holy Spirit leads, we can focus on words or we can focus on sentences in there. So that's what we're doing. So if you're following along now, go into Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. You would find somewhere there, observe carefully all his commandments. So that's what we did yesterday. And we said that to observe carefully all his commandments simply means to keep an eye on them, never taking your eyes away from them. And to not just keep your eye on them, but to do it with care, to do it intentionally, to do it like it is the most valuable thing to you. See, when something is valuable to you, you have your gaze on it. You don't take your eye away from it. If you have to go away at all, and you need to take your eye away from that thing. As soon as you get back, it's the first thing you check on. It's that valuable to you. You don't want to lose it. The reason you kept checking on it is because you are afraid you will lose it. You don't want to lose it. When something is valuable and it's been there forever and you've never checked on it, it's possible that you've lost the thing without knowing. Because you do not check on it, you don't you do not know whether it's still there or not. You wouldn't have noticed when it went missing. But if it's something you check on all the time, time wouldn't pass for long without you noticing that it's gone missing. So we read the scripture verse Matthew 13, 44 to 46, where Jesus was telling these parables. And he told the parable about the kingdom of heaven. And he talked about a man who had found field with treasure hidden in it. And once he found that field, with joy he went and sold everything that he had. And he took the proceeds and came back and bought the field. Of course, now that he has the field, he has all of the treasure. Then he also talked about a man who, a merchant, 
who was seeking beautiful pearls, having come across one that was very costly, he went away, sold everything that he had, and he came back and he bought the pearl. So these two parables are showing us what you do when you find something that is precious, when you find something that is truly valuable to you. So if you feel that your salvation, Jesus, the word of God is of great value to you, then you're going to do everything you can to make sure that you have it. Even if you do not feel like it is, scripture is bringing your attention to its importance. Scripture is trying to help you to appreciate the importance of the word of God. It's saying that you can only be successful according to God's standards by the word, not by your own opinions. And so if this is what you need to do life in every way, to be all that he would have you be, then it must be the most valuable thing to you. And if it is, then you want to risk everything else just so you can have this all the time. And if it is that important, you also don't want to lose it. So that means that you keep your eye on it all of the time. So that's the to observe carefully bit. Then we went on to look at all his commandments and we confirmed that all of his commandments really is the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. In the past, of course, it was called the scriptures. I'm sure it's still called the scriptures. And even then, it was the Torah and the prophets. They called the scriptures. Now, by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit has inspired men. They've added on to the Torah and the prophets. So we have 66 books now. And in 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17, Apostle Paul is talking to Timothy. He's commending him on being one who has known the scriptures from childhood and he says that the scriptures is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This is what the scriptures do for us. All of it, he said, not some, all of it. Then we went on then to look at the scriptures that he's talking about, all of it, doing all that he has said does. So we looked at John 1, 1 to 3, and over there, we were told that the scriptures, all of it together, is the word of God. And the word is God himself, the Lord Jesus. He is the word. So he is a person. We also had another scripture verse, Revelations 19, 11 to 13, that confirmed that. Now, if the Lord Jesus himself is the word then what is the relationship supposed to be and we looked at hebrews 12 2 that says that we are to look unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god this is important for us because you are not to keep your eye on the word momentarily but you ought to keep your eyes on the word all of the time so in interacting with the word in keeping your eye on it all of the time and in doing it all of the time you would find that it takes time 
And the word does not only promise you glory and blessings, it promises you suffering as well. How did Jesus, who was the word himself, go through the suffering as well as the glory? Scripture says to keep our eyes on him. We're to keep our eyes on him. For the joy that was set before him, when it came to suffering, he endured it. When it came to the shame that comes with the suffering, he despised it. And now he is in glory. If we would do like he did, we will have like he has. Then we looked at David who loves the word, who interacts with the word as he's supposed to and what he said about the word. And that was in Psalm 119, verse 2 to 4 and 14 to 16. Blessed as those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. And then he went on to say, you have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. And he says he's rejoiced in the way of the God's testimonies as much as in all of his riches. And he meditates on his precepts and contemplates his ways. He would delight himself in the statues and will not forget the word. And we said King David wasn't only wealthy, he was very influential. King David was a man after God's heart. And yet he says he will not give up meditating on the word. He will not give up delighting himself in the statutes of God. He's the man who famously said that he loves the word of God, how it has made him wiser than all of his teachers. So you don't only do the word up to a point and when you have gotten everything that you feel you you like or need, you abandon the word. That which you did to bring you to that place where you now have what you want is what you have got to continue doing. And that which you can really consciously do to help you stay in the word is to always remember that the word is a person. He is Jesus. And if the word is a person and you ignore the word for a long time, what kind of relationship do you think you might be having? If your closest relations ignore you for a long time, how would you feel about that? Just think about it. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus said the same to
everything revolves around him it is all about him if it is not all about him for you make sure you make it all about him this is never about ourselves but him israel horton doing jesus at the center playing here on good day on christocentric station the kingdom promoter it is now time for scripture reading for our obedience portion today we're continuing our study of deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and we're going to be looking at which i command you today which i command you today i'm going to be using the following scripture verses for our study because there is the theme scripture verse Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and then there is first Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 to 23 also nkjv so samuel said has the lord as great delight in bent offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the lord he also has rejected you from being king also featuring matthew 21 28 to 31 scripture reads but what do you think a man had two sons and he came to the first and said son go and work today in my vineyard he answered and said i will not <laughs> but afterward he regretted it and went then he came to the second and said likewise and he answered and said i go sir but he did not go which of the two did the will of his father they said to him the first jesus said to them assuredly i say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of god before you isaiah 55 8 to 9 also nkjv it says for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor your ways my ways says the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts proverbs 21 verse 3 to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the lord than sacrifice Romans 8:32 He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all 
how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 19 to 20. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So these are the scripture verses I'm going to be using for today's obedience portion, which is going to be in a moment. It's just gone 10.50. We're going to go to the top of the hour for the testimony on the hour, and I will return shortly with the obedience portion. Taking us there is Jesus' culture obsession. Do stay tuned. I will be right back.
You're listening to Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. From the files of Unshackle, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed. As a little boy growing up in West Texas, my life was all about cars and planes, and my family, too. But at eight years old, I lost my brother in a tragic motorcycle accident, and everything changed. From that moment on, I rejected my earthly father and my heavenly one, too. I continued to worship flight, fast cars, and alcohol, anything to distract me from the pain inside. I landed myself in jail. I got married, started a family, and struggled to provide for them. I made a deal with God that if he provided a job, I would get serious about looking for him. When a job opportunity at a printing shop came in Colorado, I followed through on my end of the bargain. We found a small church where I was introduced to God's love. It seemed like there was room for me, broken and imperfect as I was. I began a lifelong journey of following and serving God. He brought me back to West Texas where I grew up and restored my relationship with my dad. I got connected to a ministry that worked with troubled young guys who had been in jail, like me. I discovered that God wanted to use me exactly as I was, my story, my gifts, and my brokenness for His glory. But this was only the beginning. My journey with God would take me far beyond the plains of West Texas, all the way to the ends of the earth. I'm Ronnie. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Pray with us now. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross and rose again to live forevermore. Thank you for your sacrifice. Save me, Lord. Come into my life and make me your own. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission. Email unshackled at pgm.org. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Oh, don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on. Come on, everybody. The Kingdom Promoter, Christocentric Station.
Heartfelt song of heaven. And that's how we enter the second half of the show. Welcome back. You are listening to Good Day here on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. We are broadcasting live from Accra, Ghana. To 72 plus countries around the world serving you sanctified content 24-7. Trust the first half of the show was a blessing to you. In this half, I'm going to be serving you the obedience portion. And today the focus is on which I command you today which I command you today. God speaking. I'm going to be serving this with some music and then when I am done, I will wrap up with intercession. Spirit of the living God, another opportunity to sit at your feet. We thank you for the blessing so far and we are expectant of what you would teach us in this hour. Take absolute control. Lighten the eyes of our understanding. And as we hear your word, convict us. Open our eyes to the various areas that we need to address, even as your word comes. And we thank you for the empowerment to address that which needs to be addressed. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Which I command you today. Which I command you today. God is saying, uh, I know I have told you that you should be diligent to obey my voice. I know I have told you that you need to observe carefully all my commands. But then I'm still going to add which I command you today. It's that important to him. Why is it important? What is he speaking to over here? God saying, which I command you today. You see the commandments I'm commanding you today? Today's commandment, not yesterday's, today's. What I have said you should do today, do that. Because whatever I tell you to do now is important. What I told you to do yesterday, do yesterday. Don't do yesterday's today. (laughs) Do what I'm telling you to do today. Do it. That's what I'm telling you. And until I bring you new instructions, you continue to do that one. And when I have brought you new instructions, you do what I'm commanding you to do today. Today. You know, God made us and he knows us so well. So there isn't anything that God will speak to us that isn't addressing a situation, an issue yet to arise in our lives. He knows how we think. He knows what we see. He knows how we do our things. So he's not going to, if God is saying something to you and you feel like, okay, uh, I can discern it is God who is speaking. 
only that I don't think it's relevant. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. He's addressing something in you that you do not even know is there. But he can see that very soon that thing is going to rear its head and it's going to be a problem for you. The shock that is going to be to you. And if you are not careful, you will lose it. So in his mercies, he would probably send a prophet or he will cause you to see something in scripture that won't go away. He will give you a dream or a vision. Whatever means of communication he chooses, God will address issues sometimes before they show up other times whilst we are in the midst of it whatever he chooses to speak to today is very relevant and we cannot go on to ignore anything that God tells us we cannot you cannot also compare yourself to someone else and say oh because they have done it like this because God deals with them like this, then I will abandon what he's instructing me to do today and do what I know God had them do. He says, which I command you, you, is <laughs> specific to you. So around the time that God gave this command to his people, of course, there were other nations, but God didn't take this to those other nations. He gave this command to his own people and Moses said to them if you would obey these commands then the other nations would look at you and see how wise you are because there is no other nation on this earth that have these commandments in their laws Moses said to them this will make you wise this will make you stand out this is addressing you specifically it's not addressing somebody else it is addressing you specifically and it's addressing you today today being the season you're in currently today being like i said before you do it every day today until i give you new instructions god does not just show up and speak or he never says anything that is not relevant everything god tells you to do everything he says to you is very relevant so don't be presumptuous don't listen to what he's saying or what he is bringing to your attention and think oh this one it can be <laughs> you will be sorry if you do so first samuel 15 to 23 we see a situation there Saul, the very first king of Israel, receives instructions from Samuel, who was his prophet and guide at the time, not to offer the sacrifice, to wait for Samuel until Samuel comes. Saul waits for a bit. And Samuel is not coming. And he decides to take matters into his own hands. And he goes ahead and he offers the sacrifice. Samuel shows up just after Saul has offered the sacrifice. And he says this to him. Has the Lord as great delight in bent offerings and sacrifices? This thing that you were so much in a hurry to do. Do you think God delights in them? As in obeying his voice? So 
It's not that God does not like sacrifices. But if you're going to compare sacrifices to obeying his voice, to carefully paying attention to what he tells you so you can do it, he doesn't have delight in sacrifices. He would rather you obey him every time than offer a sacrifice in its place. He said to him, Behold is better. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. To obey, he says, is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. So it doesn't matter how much you spend to make sure you are able to offer a sacrifice that is worthy in your eyes. God is not interested. As long as you haven't obeyed him first, as long as that sacrifice is not a response to a command he's given you, he is not interested. God is God and he knows what he wants. You don't get to tell him what he wants. So you do what he tells you to do. You don't impose your will on God. He knows what's to come tomorrow. He knows why he's asking you to do that thing today the way he's asking you to do it. You don't know that. You don't know tomorrow. He does. So it's for us to obey him rather than sacrifice. Matthew 21 and 28 to 31, Jesus speaking. But what do you think? A man has two sons, he says. And he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard i read this earlier one says yes sir on my way the other said no i won't go after he said he won't go of course he felt bad and he went on and obeyed his father's instruction the one who said oh yes please i will do it never did it and between these two you may be offended in the son who wasn't exactly polite and seemed disrespectful but god is more interested in the one who obeyed his will which tells you something god knows we're human beings he knows that yes we are working towards perfection but we're not there and so there are certain things that god does not make too much of a big deal considering where he knows we are in our walk with him but when it comes to obedience it's everything so this one may have been a certain way towards the father but he went on to obey the father which is more important than the one who was all polite and respectful and yet was disobedient maybe in your relationship with your natural parents they love you because you're the respectful one you know you you know how to um, handle your relationship with them and all that but behind the scenes they don't know what you're up to they don't know that you're the one who never do what they would have you do but just because before them you're always respectful you have grown up like this and you've always gotten away with it that doesn't work with God because his ways are not our ways 
Isaiah 55, 8-9. Neither are his thoughts our thoughts. He says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways than our ways, and his thoughts than our thoughts. What may be acceptable before humans, even applauded by humans, may not necessarily impress God, may not necessarily please Him, if it is outside His will. And so, He's trying to get us to pay attention to who it is that we are dealing with. It's God we're dealing with, not human beings. And His ways are different from our ways. Your father can send you to do something. Your boss can instruct you to do something. And you can put it off till whenever you want. But when God instructs us, he wants us to be prompt. He wants us to do it now. He wants us to do it with care. He wants us to do it like we know who we are doing it for. Now, here's the thing that you have got to be mindful of. Scripture tells us in Romans 8.32, The God did not spare his own son. He delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You listen to me read the scripture and you think, what's this got to do with what you're saying? It's got a whole lot to do with it. He gave the ultimate sacrifice. You cannot beat him at that. There is no amount of sacrifice you can give God that can beat the sacrifice he gave of his son. You cannot. So don't even try. He has shown us a way to walk with him. And he says, that which pleases me is you doing my will. So don't busy yourself trying to find ways to impress God whilst you have abandoned what he has told you to do. If you're someone who lives like that, if you're someone who has made that a habit, if you're not careful, you're going to incur his wrath one of these days. You would have noticed by now that the Holy Spirit doesn't seem as near as he used to be. You would have noticed by now that when you go to him and you ask him questions or for instructions, he is very slow in responding. You would have noticed by now that you've asked him so many questions he hasn't answered. Why? Because you're not going to do it anyway. So why do you keep asking? He tells you to maybe fast today and you decide, no, as for today, I have this lunch date. Nah, I cannot forgo this lunch date. You know what, Holy Spirit, I know it's only today you're asking me to fast. It's not a big deal. Never mind. Next week, I'm going to do seven days dry. <laughs> you will see. I would do seven days dry. He's not interested. That is sacrifice. Jesus didn't eat for 40 days, 40 nights. He gave his life for you. Beat that. You cannot. It is a deception that makes man think, oh, if I don't obey God today, oh, I can make it up to him tomorrow. You cannot. You can never make it up to him. It says the commandment which I command you today. You cannot make it up to him tomorrow. 
do that which he commands you to do today, today. You know, the thing about all of this is that when you have done what he instructs you to do, it's always for your benefits, always is for your benefit. It helps your relationship with him. It helps your relationship with others. It helps even your health, your well-being. Uh, it makes you a blessing to others. I mean, the benefits we have stated here over and again are enormous. So why would you want to disobey and have him come to a place of even wanting to reject you just because you feel, oh, I can always make it up to him. To obey is better than sacrifice. When we seek and obey God's word and we obey it promptly, our rewards are enormous. Trust and obey. 
delights of his love until all on the altar we lay for the favor he shows and the joy Listening to Christocentric Station.
is our response to him. He says we should trust and obey. He wants us to do that which he commands us to do today. And we're saying we recognize the value of our lives is how much of him we carry. So we want him at all costs. Don't go make promises you have no intentions of keeping. <laughs> that was the eagle, Dunsin Oyekon, with at all costs. But before that, you had Minister Law doing trust and obey. We are in the word segment of the show, and for today's obedience portion, we are looking at which I command you today. Which I command you today. And before the music break, we established that it is important to do what God has asked you to do today. Today, don't put it off. And don't sacrifice obedience for sacrifice. Does that make sense? <laughs> do not trade obedience for sacrifice. I think that's better. Don't trade it for sacrifice. Because you cannot impress him with your sacrifice. But you can please him when you obey him. He wants you to obey wholeheartedly. He wants you to obey promptly. He wants you to be prepared to obey him at all times. And you can only be prepared to obey him always if you stay in the word. We know he's not going to tell you to do anything that is outside of his word. So if you can stay in there and carefully observe it like he says too, then you will always be prepared to do whatever he would want you to do. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19 to 20 says, But the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile. You know, sometimes we think we're very smart. We think we are wise. We think, God, surely you have given me wisdom and I want to put that on display. <laughs> and so I think I'm just going to forgo this one. This thing that you would want me to do, um, I think I'd like to postpone it or even forgo it completely. I have a better idea. How about that, Lord? <laughs> uh, nope. You don't have a better idea. The wisdom of this world is foolishness before him. You are acting foolishly. <laughs> if you want to be wise want to do his word the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom if you fear god you would do his will you would do his word you would not be rebellious or stubborn towards him proverbs 21 verse 3 to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the lord than sacrifice again your sacrifices are only pleasing to the Lord if they are according to his will if they are according to his word if they are not they are rejected by him he's not interested but I just want to see them you cannot give a better sacrifice than he already has and he has said even with that sacrifice Romans 8:32 would he also not give you all things so you cannot beat him at sacrifice just do what he says to do 
don't bother your mind trying to come up with ways to please God when he's already told you how to please him. Do that which he commands you to do today. You want to be wise in his eyes? Do what he tells you to do. That's all he wants. John 13, 16, Jesus says, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who sent greater than he who sent him. So you don't have a wise idea. You're not greater than him. You cannot come up with greater ways of doing things. Jesus, the one who called us and called us that we will bear fruit, fruits that will remain, says he, when he walked the face of this earth, John 14, 31, to show the world that he loved the Father, he said he obeyed the Father's commandment. Every command the Father gave him, he says he obeyed. And he is our master. We're not greater than him. What he did, we must do also. So scripture says that a great while before day, Jesus would often go off to pray. And throughout the day, we saw him do specific things. The things Jesus did were never random. So it would have told you that he received instructions for the day and he came and carried it out. And he had so trained himself that even if the instructions were coming, Within the moment, moment by moment, he still yielded to them. He still obeyed that which the Father was commanding him to do in the moment. Today, he did. Where his servants were not greater than him. If he did it, we must also do it. Scripture says he learned obedience through the things he suffered. Uh, it's not going to be any different for us. So, if we love our Father, God, and we want to live a life that is pleasing to Him, His heart for us today is that we just go on to simply know what He would have us do today and do it. That's all He asks.
summers The one who put the stars all in their place The only one who stands above all others He knows me by name The angels hide their faces in his presence The demons run for cover when you speak thank you we bless your holy name we worship you we thank you for the time that we have had at your feet where you continue to draw our attention to who you are and how we should be relating with you we thank you that you're not a god who condemns us we thank you that you're a god who would continue to warn us and even help us to be obedient to you it is when we continue to consistently exercise our will against you that you release us and let us be and do what we want to do we don't want to be that we don't want to be like that at all so we ask that he help us Samuel said to Saul rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry 
We know that you don't want any of these people who do these you reject. We don't want to be rejected by you. We're your people. We're the ones that you shed the blood of your only begotten son to purchase. And we want to continue to be your people doing that which you will have us do. We don't want our hearts to draw us away. Our stubbornness. Our rebelliousness to draw us away to the point where we denounce you and lose the faith. So we ask that you deliver us from the sin of rebelliousness. Deliver us from the sin of stubbornness, which is like idolatry. And give us hearts that are yielded to you. Give us hearts that are super sensitive to you. Give us hearts that know the true value of your word. Hearts that are so submitted that they are prompt to obey. Lord, because we know you love us and you would do anything to help us to obey you, we are confident you have heard and you have answered us. We're also grateful for how far you brought us in this week, for every grace you've made available, for every resource you've provided, for divine security, for the opportunities and exposures you've given us. Everything that you have done this week, Lord, to have moved us forward, to have moved the needle on anything we're working on, we are grateful. We say thank you. And you who have brought us this far, we know you take us through even to the end. We bless your holy name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so very much for doing the listening. I trust today's show was a blessing to you. Continue to keep your dials locked right here for more sanctified content. Coming up this afternoon after Good Day is Christocentric Jazz. And as it is Thursday, Fresh Tunes today is going to be hosted by Robinson Crusoe. And he has a guest for Fresh Combo in the person of Baba Sam. I believe that's how to pronounce the name. Baba Sam. <laughs> You know these conversations never disappoint so you want to make a date with him in about an hour or so after fresh tunes you're going to be served favorite tunes and then from 1500 to 1800 gmt the christocentric guy fifi folson is going to be serving you the gospel drive online and reaching your day God's way today. And I believe he has his pastor, Pastor Josh Lai, coming through for the Knowledge Series. Make sure you tune in. It's just gone 11.56 as it's going up to the afternoon. And I have to take my leave off you to remember, as long as the earth remains, seed time harvest shall not cease. So no matter what's going on with you today, so put your best seed in the ground for a harvest that shall not cease. For God our Heavenly Father, He is faithful to give you the harvest. I am SNM Tete. Do have a good day and thank you for listening again. Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name, cause it's all that I can do.